It's an important thing to sort of start with. We made a joke about it that this should be placed on the first page of every spiritual book as a warning, like they have warnings on cigarette packs, you know, and if you smoke this, it could kill you, whatever, and people do it anyway. Well, this is the same thing. And it's simple, but it's pretty direct, so I'll read it to you. Yeah. All right, so here it goes. Again, it's, he's, this is a statement, Ramana Maharshi said this a lot in his, in, in his teachings, so that some of his people that write books always put it in there. And so he says, it starts like this, presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. That's what selfing does. What I, what I call selfing, you know, the mental process, that's what it's doing. The mental process, if listened to and not investigated, presupposes the existence of a non-existent thing. It talks about you as a body all day. That's what it's doing here. The thoughts are about you as a body. So the presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, to me, that's the selfing. What's prior to the selfing? What's prior to the presupposing of a non-existent thing is... Why? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But that is what gets seemingly, and seemingly is an important word, because it means that it appears to be true or false to you. So it lays the burden at your doorstep, like life always does. If you ever read some of the old Zen treatises, like Faith Mind, they're always talking about the way is clear and easy, but... If you have an opinion, it will be like a foggy freaking day in San Francisco. So it's like you seem to be the biggest role player here in the entertaining of what is. Yeah? Because you are what is. So when what is is entertaining what not, what not's going to seem to be real to what is. Yeah? What not cannot be real. It can't seem to be real. It needs to... It appears to be real to something which I believe is the reality. So, what we are, the mental state talks to, in a sense, sort of in a weird way, and then through the identification as a body, we take ourselves to be this non-existent thing, Paul. So, the self constantly presupposes it, constantly infers it, implies it, insinuates it, So, there we are, and let's say if, when, if you were a kid and you were in an abusive situation, I wasn't. I was in a pretty, you know, middle class family, and there was a lot of quality to life then that doesn't seem to be available as easily as now, yeah? And now, some of the qualities that were so freely obvious back then seem to be <coughs> goals or fruits of high regard in certain practices. People want to get back, in a sense, to the way they were, quote-unquote, as a kid. Yeah, they want to have that wonder and awe. They like to feel spontaneous, then ease and comfort in their own skin. You know what I mean? When you were two or three years old, you weren't caught in the bathroom looking at yourself all day. Were you? I don't know. Maybe you were. Right? You know what I mean? You didn't care if you had sunglasses or not, you know, or gap clothes. 
I didn't care. I didn't think my room was too small. My dad or my mother's ugly. I got to get another mother. Or, or I'm embarrassed by my mother. I wasn't embarrassed. Later on, I became embarrassed by my mother. But not at that point. So I must have grown into something. Seemingly. So the mental state is what? Its, main, its underlying process is this idea of selfing, which is this presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. How does it do it? How does it blow up the imaginary doll all day through the thought system? Yeah. But it cannot be real. It can only seem to be real to what is real, which is us. Not the country, Israel. <laughs> but it's what is real, which is us. Yeah. We are real. We are the reality. What's looking is what we're looking for. What's looking right now, with no reservations or requirements or tweaks needed, really, it's more, it's more of seeing what isn't so instead of trying to search for what is so. Because if you're searching for what is so, your starting point may be this presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing. So the non-existent thing may be searching for its authenticness, which is an impossibility, because the searching, the searching, as he says right here, when your when your practices, or let's say searching themselves, become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll read the whole thing again. Presupposing. Supposing is... See, this is different. Because there's a supposing, but the, when you're supposed to be you, you're, a, a historical sense gets produced. So you're being presupposed. So when you're thought about, you're being presupposed. Be, and you seem to be what's before thought, when you're after thought. The feeling of being Kevin and Paul is afterthought, not beforethought. So it's produced, yeah? How's it produced? <laughs> the small thing is the presupposing the existence of this non-existent thing. That's how it's produced. The self thing. The elbow isn't telling you you're a fucking body or, oh, you know, I wish I looked like the elbow I looked like five years ago. It's just an elbowing and doing its thing. But the mental state the mental state is where most people, I, I'm in a, you know, a community of recovery. Most people, that when they're talking about the hell they're in, it's not a physical hell, it's a mental hell. The physical may be mirroring it, or it may not be. They may be very, very well off and everything else on the outside, but the, the mental hell is, it, is where it's located. The problem resides in the mind as we say in recovery. It doesn't resolve in drinking or doing... It doesn't reside in drinking and drugging. Those what The drinking and drugging facilitate that bondage of self. They're not the source of the bondage. The source of the bondage is being identified as this presupposed non-existent thing, a body. Is that why surrender is so important? Yeah. Surrender is damn well so important. If, if this seems to be the state... If you entertain that you're not that state, then what gets surrendered is this state. You don't surrender from the presupposing thing. You surrender the idea that you're a presupposing thing. That's what you surrender. Yeah. People have a difficult time with surrender because they think they've got to surrender themselves. Like, how can I pick myself up and bring it over to the altar of surrendering? You know, 
But it's not surrender, it's surrendering us self. The idea of being a someone, surrendering that is, that's it. Yeah? Surrendering as this only leads to non-surrendering when you take back what you set thought or you made this big giant movie of I'm going to give it all up and then three months later you've taken it all back. You know what I mean? You get the reward. Yeah. So listen, let's hold every comment until the end. This, this is a souffle. We're going to cook something. <laughs> we'll open up the oven together. <laughs> At the end, then we can have questions. So I'll say it again, this little statement. Presupposing that the existence of a non-existent thing and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. This, this describes a lot of our days. Salvation could be, look like the latte, you know? Salvation could look like going home and watching that movie or binge-watching some show on Netflix or something, you know. So salvation could be her. Salvation can be him. Salvation can be away from her. Salvation can be away from him, you know. It's like there's a lot of salvations that we're seeking for this non-existent thing. You don't see the dilemma? You don't see that if... If where you believe your first step is issued from is false, it's fabricated. In other words, the game board has been shifted from a timeless state to a time state. Yeah. Now time is super important, and there you begin. You begin yes at this not this presupposing of a non-existent thing. Something's off. It may not. It may seem like it's just a minor little fraction. But okay, we're in an event that has a quality of time. Yes, things happen and they go on, and then space for them to happen and then go on. In, yeah. So here we are. I have that fraction that this heist may be in place. There's the mental state has moved my flagpole from timelessness to this this like action set action figure in time called Paul. Presupposes Paul was there. It worries about Paul, what's going to happen when he's being somewhere, and therefore it remembers Paul as a body now. So the presupposing sense of you gets produced by remembering yourself yesterday and remembering yourself as a body in the future. Worrying about the future is a form of remembering self. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with the fucking future. It has to do with remembering self now. Because it has to be remembered. It doesn't have a leg to stand on, even though you think you're a body. It's not so. You're way prior to bodyhood. And the relief from the travails, let's say, of a bodily existence is not going to be found in a body or through a body. It's going to be found in formlessness. Nothing is the solution to this place of everything. It's the one thing we can't fucking find here because it, nothing is what's looking. We keep looking for it, and as soon as we look for it from this position, we make nothing something, and we can't fucking find it. We collect some things, and what happens? They always add up to freaking nothing, and we miss the point. <laughs> we do. We miss the point, and then we go foraging for something again because this is a very persistent habit. This presupposing the existence of a non-existent thing, and then wanting to get salvation for that imaginary thing. When your practices themselves become a means of giving life to the non-existent thing, how can they destroy it? 
obviously meaning the practices. This could be, it's not always the case, it's all resting on you, in a sense. Not you as Paul and Jim, but on you. It's all resting on you. If this has, is, has not been noticed, that's why these great people have showed up and they try to warn us, basically. The greatest spirituality to me is warnings. They just warn you, hey, you can't use... You can't use activity to produce stillness. That would be activity. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the seeker is the sort. What? Oh, all right. What's looking is what you're looking for. It doesn't say what's looking and in eight pages of requirements of getting the what's looking in shape and then that will be what you're looking for. It goes, what's looking is what you're looking for. And check it out. Check out what's looking. Does it demonstrate... Or exhibit any effort or thought? No. None whatsoever. So then how would, how, why would you take what is totally clearly not part of it as a vehicle to get to it? How can you use thought and effort to get to that which is never demonstrating thought or effort? (laughs) It just blows my mind. (laughs) So, alright, so then he goes, So here you go. To try to destroy this non-existent thing by practices is to be just like a thief turning himself into a policeman to catch the thief that is none none other but himself. This would stop 10-day retreats the first day. (laughs) Really. First of all, hopefully, if I set up a 10-day retreat, I'd collect all the money first. They come in, I'd lay this on them, and I'd walk out. Now ponder it for the next nine and nine days and eight hours. <laughs> and thank you very much. We'll have another retreat six months from now. And I bet you they'd sign up. <laughs> what, what, what more is there to say, really? Because if that's in place... And it can only seem to be in place. It never gets put in any place. It just seems to be in place. It seems to be in place. It's an activity. It can never reach the level of anything other than what we give it. We give it the meaning it has. So something that, like in recovery, we say false evidence appearing real. So how does false evidence ever appear real? It's based on who it is appearing real to. Something is appearing, and we make it either real or not. Follow the course of miracles. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. What do you, what? That's a very comprehensive statement. It has all in it and everything. So you, there's, no, there's no little exemption. It says you and I give everything, <laughs> that includes everything, all, that pretty much sums it up, all the meaning it has. And if something gives us a meaning and imposes its meaning on us, the Course in Miracles describes it very well. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And I believe I, you know, I can humbly tell you how I see it. It's like I believe you forget that you're the dreaming by remembering you're the dreamt. Taking yourself to be a body. In that condition, as now it goes, all right, if that's in place... What's going to happen is you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in this state, we give everything we dreamt the power to affect us. As this. 
Sounds like your day, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Literally. I mean, you could go anywhere, and if you, you, this would be the basically the skeletal diagram of what's perceptually happening here. The dreaming is forgetting its dreaming by being identified with the dreamt. In that condition, it gives everything else that's being dreamt the power to affect it. Yeah. I mean, what? Wouldn't that stop you in your tracks? How can you? How it's like being in a rainstorm without a hat. How aren't you going to get wet? You know, it's just one of the drops are going to hit. <laughs> it's like, you know. So there's a stop, a pause, and when there's a sufficient, a strong enough pause, something's noticed. What you believed you were is just an activity, and that stops, but you don't. The seeing of the activity doesn't stop. When there's a pause, everything that can stop can stop, but that which never stops is there, which is the pause, which is the awareness. You've seen your original face, like they would say in Zen. You've seen it. So all the activities that are promoting, by us being absorbed in the activity, we believe we're the stableness, the fake stability. The idea of being a historical Paul. Yeah? That with everything changing, this hasn't changed. Even though my body changes every day, the hair grows. <laughs> but somehow, I have this stubborn story that I'm, I'm continuing. When everything comes and goes, it comes to me and goes from me. No, it doesn't. You're an activity. And yet, what you are isn't an activity. That's why it never stops. Rest there. If you're introduced to it, the men, like Rona would say, you use the self-inquiry, who am I, or like that, when the mental state is agitated. When the, when the calmness of the mental state makes the being obvious, rest in the being. You don't need to ask any more questions. You don't have to ask, who am I? It's not a practice. It's just, it's a skillful means when something is upsetting, some, some agitation of the mental state, and you believe you're that which is going with it, yeah? Once that is dismissed, there's just rest. It becomes the constant companion in your day. Not the thoughts that come and go. Not, you know... I don't care how many pictures of yourself you look at, you're never going to get convinced of that you're that. <laughs> it's always about a convincing it. It's never convinced. That can never establish itself in the hollow ground that you are. You are space, man. <laughs> you are space, wide open, brilliantly clear, not being affected by all the comings and goings. And this is a coming and going. It's going to pass away and it's going to be like nothing ever fucking happened to you. In a sense, because nothing else, nothing has ever happened to you. Check it out. How was it? Does your day yesterday have such a lasting impression on you? The only, the only remnants and signs of it are thoughts, brought to you by thoughts. If you don't think about yesterday, was there yesterday really? We just assume it and presuppose it. But was there? I don't see any remnants of yesterday on me today. 
I swear to God, all I see is Saturday. <laughs> There's not one shred of Friday here. <laughs> Friday and next week and last week are brought to you by the mental state. They are. You think about things. There's thought about things. And there's the presupposing is that you think about things. But they're actually thought about things, yeah? The presupposing is you think about things. This is how it nonchalantly moves the board, square zero, and then you start, and then it tells a whole story about what the game of life's about. I was at a meeting the other day. People were sharing, this topic was, what keeps you coming back? And everyone started pontificating. Not one of us knows a damn fucking reason why we keep coming back anywhere. You know what I mean? You can tell someone someone could catch me shooting coke, and they go, "Why are you shooting coke?" I could pontificate for eight hours, and it would be not even close. There was just shooting of coke. <laughs> really, it's just coming back. It's just like, oh, let's make up stories why I come back. <laughs> I couldn't, if I wasn't here, I couldn't have a story of coming back, could I? <laughs> the here gets used to think about all the coming back and all the, all the, the departures and the, and the two short arrivals. And it's never, this very, 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 very lacking of an acknowledgement of just being on, you know, that the thoughtless, the effortless state of being awake. We didn't have a meeting which you weren't invited to earlier, which we practiced seeing. We didn't. We were all doing I find if I do it in the morning, I see really much better all day. And if I do it with people, no. There's been no effort ever demonstrated by seeing in this life. None. It's just on, isn't it? Incessant on. Terrible parades of Nazis goose-stepping, or literally parades in a beautiful, idyllic American town. It's seen that. It sees whatever shows up. You know, you can swear I'm not going to see something, and if your eyes are open, looking out at a bird fly by, you see in the bird. Feelings come and go. You say, I didn't want to feel that, but you already felt it. <laughs> you know, you're just a freaking afterthought. You want to, there's a presupposing you're before, but you're an afterthought, aren't you? Feelings come, and then there's some sort, oh, I don't like this feeling, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh no, I don't like, no, I don't want to feel this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have absolutely no power. You're like, you assume you're before the spigot, but you're just under the water. It's just constantly, life's just happening all day. <laughs> I would say this is one of the main determinant factors of that situation. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing to me, and that's reinforced by the selfing. The thought system reinforces it all day, and you're displaced. You're starting at a point of time when you're timelessness. When you do something you love, all the shit gets knocked down and you really are in the moment. But the whole point is you've never actually ever been out of a moment. There's no way you could ever be out of a moment. So why the hell are you trying to get into one? You know? You're, there's no way you've ever been in a self. Why you try so hard to get out of it? 
The predator in the mental state has the prey when the prey runs away from it. If the prey would stop, the predator would be revealed. But it doesn't stop. It's constantly seeking, 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 seeking relief for the non-existent thing. Therefore, you never stand and see the non-existent thing. And if you saw it, you would see it's not you. Yeah? Immediately, because it's not of time, you would seemingly wake up to being on square zero, the timeless, you know, prior state. And then you see that fact of the non-existent thing being you would not look as a fact from this point. You would see it as an activity. When you see it from, when you see from this, it's a fact. This is called self-centeredness. This is a form of looking. But you can see the activity of selfing, and you see it's just an activity. If you're looking from the activity, which is this feeling of being that false, non-existent thing, then the seeing has been bastardized into a form of looking called self-centeredness. So all you see is things. You can't use the looking to see what's what's seeing. You have to realize, I'm not that which is looking, and that's the seeing. It's no move whatsoever. It's like, all that, if you believe you're bonded to self, the freedom to that is prior to the bondage, not after it. It's not like you find a method to finally release yourself. That's the game here of release, catch, release, catch, release, catch, release. The real freedom is prior to the bondage. The bondage is an activity. Prior to the bondage is what I am. You see the activity, and therefore you're not bound by it. So the, the relief from the bondage of self is just that. You see it as an activity. Yeah. It's not bondage to self. That would be this being bonded to this chair. Yeah. It's a bondage of self. It's an activity. Yeah. If you're believing the thought system, if you're taking yourself to be the body, you're bonded to the idea of being a self. And sooner or later, most of your day is about trying to get relief for the imaginary thing instead of from the imaginary thing. People want to get enlightenment for that instead of from it. Yeah? They want to be here to get the experience of not being here. They want to have an experience of their own absence so they can go home and tell everyone. That's why you get nothing at these talks. You get absolutely nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Year after year, year after year, or maybe just one talk, you'll get weaned off of this addiction to something and you'll find out that what's looking is what you've been looking for this whole time. It will finally register. Yes. The court will be, the horse will be for the cart. Things blue will be blue, red will be red. Things make sense. You have really no metaphysical questions. You just want to, where did I leave my keys? You know, just like that. Or you know, there's no like big. You're not. <laughs> you get freed from the need to be liberated. What needs to be liberated isn't you. You get freed from the whole fucking thing. Your interest and attention gets revamped and goes in, goes in a lot of new directions. 
and it doesn't come home and roost on you. It goes through this. It goes to its real home. Yeah, where it gets really, it's like it finally completes the breath of life, you know? Seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, and then it goes through, not stopping at this little billboard picture of Paul as a body. People believe this is in, this is not in, this is out. The brain is not in, and this is out. The brain is part of being out. The attention and interest needs to have a completion of the breath. It's got to go into infinity, come out here, pay attention to all this shit all day, whatever. Something rude, so like, ah, yes, instead of, yes, this loop of self importance, everything, I've seen everything today. I've heard everything today. It's all about me. It's way too much. The body is, cannot stand being seen as the center of the universe. <laughs> By the mental state, it cannot take it. It's going to fucking flip out. Watch it. Look at all the neuroses that are being produced. I think in the beginning of it, they had psychology, they had 10 mental illnesses, now there's 560. It's just going to keep making more. It's just fucking turned on itself all day. Like eating its own tail. What do you expect? There is a solution. There is no problem. There is a solution. There is no problem. From the problem, you need a damn solution. But from the solution, there is no problem. Literally. It's an activity. You're either leaning into it or not. If you're not leaning into it, it doesn't seem to have any influence. If you're leaning into it, fucking has a huge amount of influence. What brings its ability to be influential? It or you? As Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. So if you believe this, then so it is. If you don't, so it ain't. And when it's so it ain't, something else dawns on you as soulless, you know what I mean? It's not just, the negation is just not all negation. There's a negating, and then there's a space, just like abstinence. I love the word abstinence, because we have it with drugs and alcohol. Because if you, let's just start, if you have one drink, it'll probably lead to another drink, yeah? Just like my cat, my cat was very happy in his life, and I only fed it dry food. If I would have brought the option of wet food into its life, it probably would have flipped out. It would have immediately said, fuck this dry food, I want the wet food, and become a whole, I would have opened up a whole expanse of mentation going on. You know what I mean? What's he fucking doing with this dry food? You know? No, but he's happy as hell just eating the dry food. So abstinence is you abstain from thoughts. You abstain from the thought that you're the thinker of all the thoughts. You abstain from it. There's just a... Re- there's, you're, you're not getting on the ride anymore. The ride keeps pumping, but there's no... There's no in the roller coaster, there's no one in it. Yeah, but it keeps roller coasting, but there's no one in it. You abstain. And then abstinence is a space unto itself. There's such a freedom. Such a freedom without any... Uh, See, with drugs and alcohol, if you introduce an inch, it will grab a mile. The solution is no inch. It's not like, how can I not give it a mile? Just don't give it an inch. It won't take a mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, we are giving selfing way too much credit. We're taking it to be us. 
we're taking it to be I'm doing the selfing or the selfing's doing it to me it's not that that's not the sense of being the one that's selfing is the product of the selfing the sense of being the one that the selfing's driving crazy is the product of the selfing it's the sense of being the one is the bondage it doesn't care what it's bonded with whatever facilitates it it can be freedom or bondage can facilitate the bondage of self it can feel greatly open, bondage of self, or it can be very contracted. It has nothing to do with it. It's the feeling that's being produced that there's a someone who has those feelings. It's not the feelings. The feelings are just being used. The thoughts are being used. The thoughts are facilitating the bondage of self. That's all they are. Yeah? The thoughts have no power other than what we give them. They're just thoughts. If you notice, when you have when a thought occurs here, no one owns the thought. It's only when it finds expression into action, then let's say, let's say my girl, old girlfriend, many times I've probably thought, I hate this girl, you know, I fucking can't stand her anymore. <laughs> yeah? But I never said it. Now, if I would have said it once, she would have never forgotten that. And in her world, I would be bound to that thought by me putting words to it, yes? But if I, many times, that thought came, never was said, nothing, no one was the wiser, so to speak. The whole point is, the thoughts are occurring, what gives them oomph is the mind. It's your believing there about you, or you're the thinker of them. That's what causes an action to occur, and then the action sort of bonds you to the flypaper of this place. So you may think, like, when I first started hearing this message, and I, my mental state tried to grab it and take advantage of it, and so, you know, not being a person, so I, my girlfriend would come home, and I was supposed to do the dishes, and I didn't do them, and she said, Paul, why didn't you do the dishes? Well, there is no Paul... <laughs> no Paul to do the dishes and she'd say fuck you Paul do the dishes yeah so this is what will happen you may have a mental intellectual idea you're not a self but every fucking one else is going to be saying you're a fucking self so, so the idea is the abstinence you want to have you know start entertaining the possibility before actions take place yes before the thoughts compel or impel an action because once the action occurs, you're sort of on the flypaper of this place, yeah? You are. So this is nobody's stuff. No one owns a damn thought. No one owns a damn feeling. It's only when you claim, and through the claiming of being the feeler and the thinker, then the thoughts own you. Then the feelings own you. You incarcerate yourself in your own slavery. There's a solution. Just see. Just make make the most the most unaddressed event of the day. Address it. Yeah. You're awake. There's no idea. No one becomes awake here. We're all awake. You can become awake to being awake. That's what you. That's what happens. You do not awaken here. We're all awake. We're as awake as you cannot be more awake than we are. We're incessantly on. <laughs> as an event. It's insane that we think we're not <laughs> Look at people who describe a depression. Sometimes it's the clearest writings I've ever read of, of someone describing a depression. The clarity of mind is there, even when the depression's going on. 
They're, in, they're unbelievable. They're getting it to the last second of unbearability. What allowed that to be noted? The clarity of mind. Yeah? Was the clarity of mind lost in the depression? No. It was describing it perfectly. How could a perfect description of something that seemed to be so confusing occur? There's always something that's not in the mix. There's always something that's not in the mix. It's, it's seen. Yeah? It doesn't become an action figure. It's seeing all the action figures. Where is it being demonstrated? Right now. You're seeing at this moment. Did anyone, did you effort to hear that little, uh, 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 did you? Did, uh, uh, uh. When it first introduces you, was there any thought of effort? When you see something, or you feel something, you hear something, it comes totally unannounced, doesn't it? Just Constantly, constantly, constantly. Awakeness, awakeness, awakeness. De- exhibiting no effort and no thought. I mean, why do you want to read a 900-page book on consciousness? You're conscious. <laughs> why, don't I, why not learn from your own laboratory? Yeah, so whatever. <laughs> it's just putting this point out. It would ruin careers to entertain this. Spiritual seeking, you know. Really. A 10-day retreat could be stopped in its tracks. Refund all the money, you know. Make a statement, finally. Instead of prolonging this fucking thing. How many times, how long have you been looking, seemingly, for all this? Yes. Oh, six months is freaking lucky. Thank God. Thank God. You, you can come clean. Yeah. <laughs> There's some people here. Who's the longest like, seeker in the room? What? Who's the longest seeker in the room? That's a problem. Right. Yes. Let's hear it. is can, can save us a lot of fucking time. Right. <laughs> 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 Unless we separate ourselves, but I'm not him. No, no, no. This is how you learn. I remember the time I was reading that article years ago in Tricycle, a Buddhist magazine. Very nice Buddhist magazine. And I was reading it. It was a little, like, a, a little opinion thing by a, a meditation teacher who'd been med- teaching meditation for 30, 40 years. And he had a lot of old students. And he was, he was talking about this occurrence that kept happening. All these people that had been practicing meditation for 25, 30 years were coming to see him and saying, you know, nothing's fucking happened, really. <laughs> I put the book down. I never read another tricycle, unless it's at a dentist's office. <laughs> why, why would I exempt myself from them? <laughs> okay, wow, 30 years, nothing happened? <laughs> I was with this great woman with the Course of Miracles. She was a light junkie at this very strange place called the Endeavor Academy. Lindley. Did you meet Lindley? No. no. She was uh, freaking bright and 
Kundalini coming out of every pore, and just total light infusions, and just. <laughs> and I, I went out with her, and she told me, and she was like the big light junkie of the whole. And there was a lot of demonstration in this cult, you know. And she was the one, and, and, and uh, she'd been there five years. And then we went out, and she told me none of it meant anything. <laughs> I said, great, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> so don't get fooled by phenomena, it's not an experience. And this is about Watts experiencing, not another experience for whom, but Watts experiencing. Yes? It's not another experience for who. If it is, it's going to be very disappointing. Because nothing's going to happen, literally. But it's, it's, it's more about what's experiencing. What is that that's prior? What is the baseline of everyone's day here that's being totally unnoticed yet used constantly? Yeah, that's it. Any questions? Oh, yes. No? One, not particularly. There seems to be moments which I enjoy more than others. Yes. And there's a, a craving for that sense of enjoyment. Yes. And it seems like what you're saying is it's possible to create that enjoyment at any moment. Not created, but it is available. But it's not, it may not be what you think. It may not, because a part of what you're looking for is the I having the experience. This is going to extract the I, and then maybe experiences don't really matter as much. The sense of you puts a lot of meaning onto experiences. When the sense of you starts diminishing, you may be okay with, you know, dog shit awareness, mundaneness. You know what I mean? See, people, the clinging, the drive to want something is more about the I that wants it than what's wanted. Because once you get that, you would judge it not to be enough, and then you'd want more. It's just a fueling of this engine of seeking. Because the activity, it's through, it's through other activities that it gets a sense of being stationary. Yeah? But the whole mental state is agitated. The whole mental state, if you really saw it, it's got these two... The mental state is agitated, and one part of it is there's a desire to become. So let's say you have that, that experience or that sensation, yeah? So there's a desire to become what that sensation implies, okay? So there it is. So the first thing is a desire to become. And then in the mental state, there's a desire to unbecome what it thinks it is already. So here's one. It's like a slinky. Desire to become. So like this just said it perfectly. I have had experiences that I would want to have more of. Yes? So here's the I desiring to become. Yeah? And then it presupposes that it has it's, it has certain qualities or it is a certain thing that it doesn't want to be. Yeah? So now it has a desire to unbecome. So it's a desire to become and unbecome. Become and unbecome. Unbecome, become. And if you've ever had a desire and it's thwarted, it causes a lot of discomfort. Yeah? And usually there's a sort of a reaction to it, like you buy ice cream or 
you fucking make up a story to indict the person who didn't want to give you something you wanted or whatever. Yeah. The mental state will not just sit with it. It fucking makes a story up about it. So here's the desire to become, desire to unbecome. Desire to become, desire to unbecome. This desire can never complete itself. The mental state has a desire to be something while it's nothing. Yeah? Being the space, it wants, the mental state wants to be a thing. It's never gonna be a thing. The only thing it can do is seem to be a thing. That's why it's so fucking repetitive. It's constantly going at you, isn't it? The thought system. Because it's desiring to at least appear to be something to what is so, which is you and I. Yeah? And then it also wants to tell what is so. Well, there, I have a lot of desires to unbecome. I'm a loser, or I did all this shit. And it's another stickum. And so you have a desire to become and unbecome. Yes? And all it is, it's like a giant hall of mirrors for selfing. Yeah? You're going to be there when you become, you'll be there when you unbecome. And it's just, it, it produces an appearance that isn't so. You're the final arbiter, what you are. If you partake in it, it's going to seem to be as real as real can be. If you don't partake on it, it won't seem as real as real can be. The only way it can appear to be real, it has to appear to be real to what's real. Which is what's looking, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching right now. Not the thought about what's looking, hearing, seeing, but what's actually looking now, what's seeing right now. That's the reality. It lends itself, yeah? It will lend its reality to other things through the identification as a body. Yes? This is the dilemma in a sense. But it's only an activity. It can't ever culminate itself. It can never become. It can never create. Like the Course in Miracles would always harp on this. Meant minds, uh, human mind, man's mind can only make. Only God's mind creates. Yeah? So the mental state's constantly making and unmaking and making and unmaking and making and unmaking so that it seems to be real. It can never create. Yeah? It can never pass into what's so. It can only appear to be so to what's so. And we are that which it appears to be real to. And therefore, we can be that which it appears not to be real to. There's your traveling lighter, basically. That's its activity. Traveling lighter is, the thoughts may be appearing, but they're not culminating their mission. <laughs> they're just not. And you see the failedness of the whole system. With one little example, you'll see the failedness of the whole system. It's trying to be or unbe what it can never fucking be. Hallelujah, man. To me, it's a great relief. And where does the relief actually actualize in your life? Not at the freaking retreat. Here, now, you travel lighter. And the traveling lighter becomes consistent, and it may span years of time, and so now you know the tree by its fruits. People, fuck, there you have it, man. I'm never going to have the, the, the mental joy of knowing myself, but I fucking gave up that fucking dead piece of fruit. <laughs> I'd much rather be myself. <laughs> much better. Much, 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 much. It's much more revelatory to be something than to know something, I'll tell you. <laughs> much more revelatory. 
you'll be surprised constantly. <laughs> so, it's a simple invitation. It can be repeated a lot. Because I, you know, I find it helps people. Because the mind already knows. It does. This is just the charade it's going through. It's only going to last how many more years? 58, 60, 40, 30. It's all comes... The circus always... tents always go down. It never... It's not becoming real. It's only seemingly real. Seriously, it is. <laughs> you can hop and puff and make up all your imaginary houses... It fucking doesn't do a thing. The sky is still as clear and bright and empty as it's always been. I don't care how many things fly through it or appear in it. I don't care if it rains or thunder or hailstorms. The sky is an empty space that allows everything to appear in it, yet is not affected by anything that appears in it. That's us. You think something that comes and goes is a true effect? Fucking dumb. It's less like a cloud. You can say, yes, there was a cloud, but three hours later, where is it? Yeah? So it seemed like it, but that's what's happening. Just because there's temporary effects, we think something is real, it's all magic. It's a magic show. The only reality is what we are. The only reality is that effect and that cause that is causeless and effectless. That's it. That's the only reality there is. And there's a flavor of it in you already. And talks like this can tease it out. Beautiful. You'll see something will tease it out. Maybe you'll have a moment with someone else will tease you out. Surfing may tease it out. It's constantly being teased out. You know, don't make a mistake that it's the outside that's producing it. It's teasing it out of you. When you feel love for someone, it's the love you are. They're not bringing you anything. They're teasing it out of you. Yeah. Like there's all these little locks and then someone we meet or something we do, like someone, oh, everyone here probably has a passion. And those passions are, these are a reliable way of teasing something out of us. You know, that joy of being in the immediacy or <coughs> this or that. It's always there. They're all out. We have free samples constantly. But don't mistake what brings it out of you to be what brings it into you. It's always coming out from what you are. You are what you're looking for. I am, I am what you're looking for. Where is it demonstrating itself? Now. Alright. So, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> clarification. You said, uh, you mentioned abstinence from thought. Abstaining from thought. Right. Which suggests the, the thought of being a thinker. Yes. Uh, because you uh, also always uh, say that, you know, the true time lighter to life would be to disidentify from thought. And abstaining from that thought, okay, it's not like not stop thinking, which is impossible. Yes, the abstaining from the thought is the act of being identified as the thinker or thought about. That's the abstinence. There is the, the, the quote unquote, let's say, primary thought is that you're the thinker. 
That's the one that's going unnoticed. It goes so unnoticed that we don't even think it's a thought. We think it's a solid feeling. That's ver- that's verifies in the authenticity that's all fucking made up. Just because you feel something is true, it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> this is a kaleidoscopic, manipulated, perceptual event. <laughs> Easily changed. Put on a pair of glasses with a yellow tint, you'll see. The whole place will look different. <laughs> Eat something. It bothers your stomach. You'll have a bleaker day. <laughs> it's easily manipulated, constantly. But what you are is it. Yeah. Follow it back. It's, you're right there. You're right at the. You're right at the pointless point. How could you not be? How could you? How could? Like Hoang Po says, a great Zen master, you can't, you know, you cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You, know, you can't use mind, big M mind, to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. And he would, he said, you can do it for eons, and nothing will happen. You're the Buddha, man. Eh? Yeah. He's not talking about something that you're not engaged with at all. It's, oh, why would the Buddha out there look for the Buddha? <laughs> you're the Buddha. Apply the example onto your own situation. He's saying you're the light. He's, not, he's warning light about what he's not. He's not warning us. He's saying, telling. He's talking to what we are. The Buddha can, would be unwise to seek the Buddha because it could be a way of seemingly losing the sense of being the Buddha <laughs> by trying to get the sense of being a Buddha. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is what, That's in that's in China, India. The same thing. They're talking. They're just the best scriptures are warnings. They're warning us. See, we think we're hearing it from this point. They're talking about that point. <laughs> They're pointing at us correctly and saying, you know what I mean? They're bypassing this completely and they're just saying, so it drops on the mental state from above, hey, they're like a shit from the Buddha, you know? <laughs> you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. When is it, when is it going to, you know, it's going to dawn on you sooner or later, you're it. <laughs> you know, why not speed up the, <laughs> speed up the occasion? Well, you come here and enjoy it. It's a joyless space, like satsang. Hey, you're gonna have a lot. Of, you're gonna have a lot of time on your hands. You're gonna have to find something. <laughs> I mean, it was like a big thing when I got sober. How much drug and alcohol consumed my day? You know, and it was really scary. I didn't know what to do with myself because I was usually busy trying to get something, do it, get some more. You know, and then the consequences of police and everything else happening. So it was a it was a big fill up. It filled up a lot of time, which I think was one of its the mind's the mental state's agenda. You know, strategy was fuck. This will occupy you, bro. So just stay fucking fully. I mean, talk about a devotional life. I've never seen a more devotional life than drug addiction. 
I mean, you're pretty devoted to to it, you know, like twenty four seven. So, so in that time was I was like really very threatening to the mental state. What am I going to do with myself? You know, because the mental state, if you watch, it's usually it has a it has a wing of its little mental office, which is the mental accountant that's tabulating if you're accruing enough value to have a little modicum of okayness, you know. So it's going over the reports of the day, and the only way I could ever get away from that was by being bad. When I was bad, I got a lot of relief, literally, really. It gave me a lot of, it gave me a lot of leeway, because there were so many demands to be so good when I was you know, just doing what most people do. But when I was bad, I got relieved of that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Weird strategies, but I swear, I, I, I didn't see the remnants of it. That's how it was. it was. I remember when I was young and people, the responsibility the family wanted to put on me, I said, fuck that. So I found they would, they would, they would hold me in no responsibility if I was just a huge screw-up. And so I would.